Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success, even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. Today, I have Carrie Bolig, a full-time parent and part-time entrepreneur, living the life she chooses with the freedom to enjoy doing what she loves. Quick to admit, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Carrie built the business where she now teaches aspiring entrepreneurs how to turn their side hustle into a main hustle. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank. Today, I have Carrie Bolig. She's a coach and speaker who helps people diversify and build a backup plan outside their career and scale it over time to something more significant. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Carrie works with a lot of side hustlers, and she has a lot of information that she's going to help bring out today. So, Carrie, thanks so much for being on. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Excited for the convo. Oh, before we get going, I'd love to, for you to give the audience a glimpse into the day of life of, of who you are and, and what it is that makes you tick. Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. You know, we always leveraged business and entrepreneurship as really a tool to create a great life. So we were not like super money oriented, but we wanted a lot of choices and we really wanted access to control our time. So Day to day, we've got two young kids. I'm usually in my pajamas for half the day, playing Legos on the floor with my toddler. Um, if I'm not, you know, taking my daughter to music and dance and stuff, um, we're doing business. Uh, we actually just started a nonprofit organization in January. Um, so we have that in the works. And then we coach a lot of people. So we just genuinely feel very energized by our day to day. I feel like every night when I go to bed, there's something I'm really excited about for the next day, which is just to me the biggest win. And what it's all about is to just really be in the pursuit of something bigger and have that choice and be able to really dictate the terms every day. And every day looks totally different. So I have no, no idea what this afternoon brings, but I'm excited for it. So. Well, I'm excited for the next 20 minutes or so that we have together because something that I really, that really intrigued me and why I'm one of the, reasons I, I wanted to reach out to you, not only because you put out amazing content on LinkedIn, but because something, your full-time stay-at-home parents, you, you and your husband, um, and your part-time entrepreneurs, so which is really a lot of people, that's, that's so attractive because it's like you get to, you just said it, you get to do what you, you love every day, you're there for, for your children, the family obviously is extremely important to you, and you're out there doing your thing, making money, and, and, and actually having a, a enough income to enjoy life. So yeah. I, I cannot wait to dig into that a little bit and hear some of your stories because that is something I feel like the freedom to do stuff that's really for me like success to be able to be able to do what I love and enjoy what I do so uh, and I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people tuning in yeah that was always the goal so so tell us um, how did how did you get started uh, tell a little bit about your journey and how'd you get to where you are today so I actually studied liberal studies I studied sociology women's studies I didn't study anything business related, um, but it was in my senior year that I went to India. And I was in India, I read a really remarkable book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I don't know if you've heard of that one or read it. 
Nope, I'm writing it down, though. Very cool read. Um, it was also at that time when I went to Gandhi's cremation site, and I saw the plaque um, that said, my life is my message. We've all heard that. But in that moment, it really resonated on another level. Like, what am I doing with my life? I'm about to graduate. I've got two liberal studies degrees. I, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know I want to really create a big impact. And I was a passionate person at that time. So I knew I had to find a vehicle and a medium to actually create change within myself, but then actually go really help other people. So it was an inspiring moment in my journey. And I think it really um, pushed me to go find people who had access to that type of impact and influence and leadership and really lifestyle. And so I, I found coaches. I got back to the States. I was about to graduate, um, got access to really great mentors out of the Midwest. And they, they really lived the life that I wanted. And our emphasis has always been on find people who have what you want and aggressively pursue them to find out how they did it. Because a lot of people are focused on the what. Their job title, the, the degree title, um, the name of their industry. When we're like, the heck with that. Let's just find the who and make sure they really align in principles and values and can help us get where we want to go. Because, you know, growing up, I was in athletics my whole life. So I've always been coached. And it's very logical in sports. I don't know. You look like you're athletic. You look like you played something. <laughs> don't let that fool you. Yeah. I, just like, I just like to work out. I'm actually the worst. I could. I tell people that I'm the worst, worst athlete ever. Wow. That's really hard to believe. But all right. <laughs> well, so I, I played sports and it's just a no brainer. If you want to accelerate in sports, you get a really good coach. So it was like, okay, financially and in terms of leadership, if I want to excel in those, I've got to really drill in on A, what the heck I want, and B, who's got it and who's actually willing to be invested in me. Um, so at that point, I got my first job. I was a preschool teacher, so I love children. So I did that nine to five. I'm also noticing all your cute artwork in the background. So That's my seven-year-old daughter, handiwork. I like it. <laughs> so um, I, did, I did that in the daytime, and then I really leveraged my evenings and weekends to side hustle. And it, it wasn't overnight, but over a few years time, my part-time businesses were actually generating me more income than my full-time teaching career. So at that point I said, what the heck? I would way rather, you know, be my own boss, you know, work in my pajamas half the day, you know, go take some of that extra time and invest it into other people who are really in the same position as I were. They had the ambition, they had the work ethics, maybe didn't have capital or a lot of experience, but were willing to be teachable and learn how to leverage sweat equity by actually building something like with their own efforts consistently over enough time. And along that journey, I met my husband, Craig, who I know you've gotten to know a little bit. Um, he's got a very different background than mine. He actually did very well in the corporate sector with commercial banking and finance. Um, but similarly, uh, we were actually able to help him scale out of his job almost four years ago now. And as you said, we really consider ourselves more full-time parents and more part-time entrepreneurs and really at this phase of our career get to be pretty selective about how we, who we, coach, but then also segue into a lot more passion projects and um, you know, the nonprofit and we've got some other exciting developments for 2020 we're working on. So I think my biggest takeaway from my journey is, you know, that change is truly possible. If someone with two liberal studies degrees can become financially independent in her twenties, like change is definitely possible. You just have to find the right people in the right environment and ultimately have faith in people who have faith in other people's ability to change and grow and actually 
create over time. So you said something that I really, <clears throat> it will tie perfectly into this next question, I'm sure, but you said something that you, you were working your nine to five as a teacher and you had your side hustle that, that over time, you, I, I believe you said a couple of years. So uh, that's really a, a key factor for the audience to really take, uh, listen to that because so we live in this instant gratification society and everyone yeah. sees stuff on social media and, and it seems like everyone's crushing it. You know, everyone's doing it and it's like <laughs> not really true. And to get somewhere, it took you a while to get that side hustle to a point where like, hey, I'm making some money and this can actually, you know, I can actually not have to do what I'm doing nine to five. Um, but it takes time. So I think yeah. that's a, a key factor for people is that to have the patience to say, listen, you got a job. It's, it's, it's paying you money. It's paying your bills. Okay. You might not, it might not be, you know, the, the thing you're most passionate about, but you can take that side hustle and over time, if you commit to it, um, uh, that you can turn that in, into something that actually makes you money. So and yeah. you've done that, so which is really great. And I think it's a, a, a really important lesson for those tuning in. Um, so knowing all the people that you get to work with, because you get to work with a lot of folks, and I'm sure that just you told me just a little bit about the, who you like to work with. There's probably people that make reach out to you and maybe aren't a good fit for you um, just because of, of how you like to do things. But what is, if you can have everyone's attention right now and they're all listening in, which I hope they are, um, what is a piece of advice that you would give to someone who are like, you know, hey, listen, this is something that I wish people would just, just if take Carrie's advice, this is what it would be. Yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice is that people have more time than they realize. In my 20s, I thought I was really busy, Frank. <laughs> I thought I was so busy. And now being in my 30s, having multiple businesses, you know, a lot of things in the fire, a family, my scope and perspective on time is just really different. And I, there's not much I would change about my 20s or my journey, but I think I would have worked harder and leverage my time even more efficiently than I did. And so for anyone in the audience, you know, you might be working full time, you feel busy, and in some ways you are, right? But there's always like that extra half an hour or hour. If people consistently put more productive effort into those small pockets of time in their life, I can guarantee it would really set people up on a different trajectory than if they don't. And what I realized in my 20s is like, okay, here's the life I want to lead in my 30s. What I was doing every day in my 20s is what actually determined how I live today. And so people often say, oh man, 10 years is so far out. I don't know where I want to be. Man, you got to identify that because what you're doing today is actually a complete impactor on what that looks like. And, and you do have to get busy and learn how to have a stronger threshold. A lot of people, you know, I'm a huge proponent of self-care. Like I always talk about self-care to the people I coach, but we also have to learn how to get a little hard on ourselves too, so that we're helping us get closer to what we really want in our life. And if that looks like maybe taking on a little bit more or leveraging our time smarter, um, that's something to really pursue is how do I get access to people who can help me drill in and really figure out what are the most important things I can do in a day and how do I put the blinders on to everything else. Because my 20s, I mean, as you said, there's so much fluff. There's so much noise on social media. There's a lot of fake success. Um, so I had to learn how to discern and also turn down the noise on a lot of those distractions. Otherwise, we see people get so beat up and their time just really 
pulled away from them and, and not really focused on the right things to pursue what they, what they really want in life, what's most important to them. Yeah, I, I love the, 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 the talk about how so many people do say, I want to do this, I want to do that. But it's like, what are you doing to actually put yourself in a path to get there? You know, you want to... Yeah. Do you want to have a, a yacht and a nice car and a big house? Or do you just want to have freedom to travel and kind of backpack around? Whatever that is, what are you doing today to get you on that path at six months, 12, 18, 24, whatever it is, how, how you're going to get there? So I feel like a lot of people don't don't really put that into They just think it's magically going to happen if they keep doing the same right. things, which is, which is not really a great path. So love that you yeah. mentioned that. Um, so what is, share with us one thing, um, again, you get to work with a lot of people, you get to speak all over the place. Um, what is one thing that you just, it's the fuel that keeps you going. It's what, what you absolutely love. And you're like, you know what, this is, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. I would say it's actually just being in the pursuit of something, being in the pursuit of something that's bigger than myself. Right. And I, every day when I wake up, like I mentioned, I'm just pretty genuinely excited about how the day is going to unfold and what I have on my plate. But it's because I'm really actively pursuing a lot of really big things in my life. And it's naturally really energizing. Um, I often see people waiting to get energy to go pursue things, but it's like the actual pursuit is what really brings life to me. And in a lot of my videos, I talk about enjoy the grind. And to me, that just means like, enjoy the process, enjoy the pursuit, let that energize you in a way that, you know, coffee and <laughs> extra sleep aren't necessarily going to bring to your life. It's that deeper level of significance and fulfillment. And I see a lot of people think they're chasing money, but I actually really think they're chasing fulfillment and significance. And when people can kind of merge making money with something that feels purposeful in their life. I think that's where like that deeper energy and joy really, really come from. Uh, yeah. I, if we, I, I said something recently, if you strip away all the material things that you have, you know, what's left or who's left, but uh, you know, sometimes chasing things that are material, you get them and you're like, okay, you know, what's next. I feel like yeah. you, you kind of conquer that. You, you know, whatever you buy something and it's material and you, it, it gets a little high for a little while or you, and then it's like, burp, you know, in the back of the closet yeah. or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think having something that's not so tangible is, is, is much better. Uh, so on the flip side of that, um, something, again, you're working with a lot of people, you're seeing things, different perspectives. Um, and, and what's thing, what's something that you see all the time? We're like, you know what, if I could wave, Carrie could wave her magic wand and, and make a change, what's something that you would change if you could? So as a coach, it's interesting because we really get a helicopter view on a lot of people's lives, which is a vulnerable position, but you know, through our own journey, being invaluable and having to change and tweak a lot of self, uh, things ourselves as well as that helicopter view, I would say the gift of consistency. It's tough because I can't give someone consistency, but that's the thing that I see people get really tripped up around is they have these big badass goals, but then their life doesn't really support those goals on any level. And you can see it from 10 miles away. Mm -hmm. And so they want people to buy into their dream, but it's like, you don't even buy into your dream because you're not even being consistent on the most like fine point things in your life. So I would say consistency. And the other big thing is just people not living a guilt-free life. People really hang on to things they messed up 
five years ago or last month. And it's like, no one is upset. No one cares. It's all self-inflicted in a lot of ways. So I would say giving people permission to like, let go of what they didn't do last week. Like there's absolutely dozens of things I messed up just last week alone, but I'm not carrying that on my back. And so let go of the weight of the world, all of that. And it gives people that lightness in their life to, I believe, enjoy the grind and actually like really go kick butt and grow and, um, you know, have people gravitate towards them because they're carrying that good energy and karma on their journey too. Um, and then just be willing to do the work, mm-hmm. be willing to get busy, roll your sleeves up. The glamorous stuff is all on Pinterest and Instagram, but you, you know, as well as I, you know, you're in the trenches doing the hard work. It's not pretty. You're sweating. Sometimes you're crying. Sometimes, you know, your clothes are dirty. Like it's just, it's, it's not this like picturesque glamorous process to create success in any way you're doing it. So being willing to go through that and become a, a better person in the process, I think that's my best suggestion is harness the power and the, the, the beauty behind those few things. Yeah, uh, I, I can tell why you found so much success as a coach because the what two things you just touched on really resonate with me. One is the glamorization of entrepreneurship. You know what, and, and all the, it's not enough is talked about on, on the, the the sides that people don't see. No one gets on and says, "Hey, guess what? Um, I had to lay off five of my employees because I couldn't make payroll because we lost our biggest client." Like people don't get on social media and talk about those. They talk about all the great stuff. So, and and I think having you know, no one's sharing those types of things and having someone that's like you that's been in there and, and it's kind of like, hey, listen, this is the real nitty gritty piece of it. You know, rolling your sleeves up, getting the the sweat equity piece that you talked about earlier, I think it was so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing you said, which is really great, which I love, is not carrying around some of that baggage. So I had, um, I don't know if you know J.J. Burden, but J.J. is a former NFL wide receiver I had on my show. And yeah. one of the things he said, he was like, listen, you're in the huddle and you do a play and you drop the ball or you don't complete the play. The problem is that you can't go back into the huddle or back out there and be like, ah, I just dropped the ball. You know, like you got to let that go. Like you have to learn. So I think athletes, of course, you being a former athlete too, you know, you make a mistake forget about it. Let's amnesia. You got to yes. have amnesia in a sense, right? Yeah. So I lo- love that advice because I feel like you carry around stuff and it'll weigh you down over time. So love that. Um, all right. So one of my favorite parts of the show uh, is to give uh, my guest a chance to you know, maybe pontificate, stand on a soapbox and tell us where we're going and be historically mm-hmm. correct. Um, so just, and it could be any topic. There's really you know, nothing that is, doesn't have to be specifically around coaching or whatever, but really for yeah. you knowing again, you know, your perspective, but where, where are we going and, and wh- where do you see us in five and 10 years from now? Yeah, well, it's a deep question and very thoughtful. I love this. Very cool. I, it, I, I feel like my view of the educational system is what came to mind first when you asked that question, is I just think over the next five, 10 years, the way the educational system prepares people for the real world and just the type of intelligence that it measures, I think is going to change. And I'm hopeful for that. And I just think, you know, I have young kids. I think even what companies are requiring is going to drastically change. So I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I think it's going to be so much stronger and better because as you know, there's so many different ways to measure intelligence and the traditional current educational system measures like one or two of those. 
And I just think there's so much room for growth and change in that department. And I think we're really on the cusp of some cool things with that, um, with just some leaders making changes and a lot of people um, doing more independent study. And like I said, just changes in different companies standards and who they're willing to onboard and actually train more experientially, I think is extremely exciting. So I think that's one thing that I think will change a lot. And I know I have a lot of vision, like being a liberal studies major, I learned very little practical skill about going into the real world. Um, and Craig and I have a vision of creating some type of coursework for like financial concepts for liberal studies majors, like things that actually give people real life skills and tangible um, concepts that are going to really help them once they graduate because I just didn't have any of that. Like some of my coursework was women's studies in the European fairy tale, which trust me was amazing. It was super fun, but like I didn't know how to do my taxes when I graduated. <laughs> I didn't know how to interview or you know, make a resume. So I think there's just a lot of ways there's going to be a transformation and evolution in what we call education. And I'm, I'm really excited for that for the next generation. Well, first of all, I love that. Um, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm sure you and I, I've been, we're, first of all, we're definitely going to connect again in the near future to pick, I would love to pick your brain on that topic because I feel the same way, especially if uh, my daughter's going to be eight next week, just you know, where her education is going and my thoughts too. You know, I went to school, kind of the same thing. You get out and it's like, all right, I learned a bunch of stuff. Most of it I'm never going to use. Right. But, you know, I, I do appreciate higher ed. I do. I'm glad that I went to school and interacted with yeah. people, professors and all this stuff that I learned. But there's a lot of it that I could have just did without. So, <laughs> um, so I agree there. So I love that answer. Um, and I, 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 I truly believe that you're going to be really correct there in the future of education. So, um, all right. Well, um, so so where do, so people have heard you um, and they they love what you said. I, I definitely am so glad that I had John because I really enjoy a lot of the things you touched on. I'm sure there's so much more value you bring to the folks who work with you. Um, so if someone wants to find you, they want to reach out to you. I know you're extremely popular on LinkedIn and you're putting out some really great content. Um, but but if someone wants to reach out to you. Where's the best way to find you? Yeah, LinkedIn is a great spot. People can reach out to, you know, Craig or I on LinkedIn. We're, we're on, we're active, we're definitely invested in the platform. Um, we're also on Instagram, um, you know, at Carrie Bolig. So I'd say those would be the two best spots to reach out to us and get to know us a little bit better. All right. And um, so appreciate you being on. And I will make sure that everyone has access to how to get a hold of you. I'll drop it uh, wherever it is on YouTube or, or, or this will appear on LinkedIn as well. So thank you. Really, really grateful that you appeared to be that you came to be on the show and um, looking forward to seeing more of your content soon. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a blast. Appreciate it. Thanks. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to 5questionswithfrank.com for more information. I'll see you next week.